Thank you so much. I'm um, uh, greatly humbled opportunity. Let's just pray together. Our Father and our God, we come before you with hearts full of gratitude. We thank you, Father, for this day, for this is the day that you have made, and God, we choose to rejoice and to be glad in this day. Heavenly Father, I pray that as we open your word, O oh God, today, may you speak to us insights through your word. Receive the praise, receive the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to, <clears throat> I want to begin by um, acknowledging the presence of um, our God on this prayer call. I can attest to the fact that um, the Lord has been doing great things in our lives through the United Prayer. And many testimonies, even from people that are joining on our WhatsApp group of how God has been doing marvelous things through this United Prayer. And um, I also want to acknowledge uh, Dr. Rick, our Brother Stephen, Pastor Dwight, and everybody at United Prayer and Simon Audio. Thank you so much for this privilege. I take it as a great, great honor. Um, before I just, before we just um, open the scriptures, before we go to our meditation for today, I'd love to thank God Almighty also for His amazing work that He has been doing in our United Prayer Africa WhatsApp group. We have seen the Lord add to us many in the past few days. And as Dr. Rick was saying, we are now 30 in the group. We are still growing by the message of the Lord. And we are surely having a blessed time as a family in his presence. Now, our main objective as a prayer group, WhatsApp prayer, uh, United Prayer, is that we are a subsidiary of the United Prayer family. And our objective is gospel advance. We endeavor to mobilize the, the universal body of Christ across Africa as much as possible to join the world daily in praying effectively for world evangelism and revival. And really the Lord has been so amazing among us, as I was saying earlier, because the things that have been happening recently, like yesterday, we had Dr. Ian who brought to us a rich message on the United Prayer Call. And he spoke on what he titled, Easier Organized Than Agonized. It was so interesting because earlier in the morning on our WhatsApp group, our brother from Kenya, Wilson uh, Maungo, forwarded a quote on the group which bared much emphasis on, organ on agonizing in prayer and not just being good organizers. And also, as I was taught to bring the meditation today, I, I began to, to seek the face of the Lord, to seek the heart of the Lord. And this morning, I received a prompt on my spirit to share on a contextual mes message, short message regarding the cross of Christ. And as I was still seeking the Lord, uh, trying to get further confirmation, uh, Sister Angela from South Africa shared on our WhatsApp group again a quote. And on this quote, she mentioned how she explained how it is so imperative for us to live a life crucified unto the Lord. And 
This morning, the Lord told me this is the message I need to share. Now, 1 Corinthians quickly 1 verse 18 to 19 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. In this letter, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church that he founded at Corinth on his second missionary journey. Now, Paul writes to the Corinthians with tears in his eyes, expressing disappointment and anger as he confronts their divisions and tolerance of sin in the church. Now, the core or heart of the problem in the church at Corinth was that the world was influencing them rather than them influencing the world. And so in this chapter, the Apostle Paul reminds them that the wisdom of God is foolishness to the world, and the wisdom of the world is foolishness to God. Hence, as believers called by the Lord Jesus Christ, we are called everywhere to be in the world, but not of the world. And this we see in the book of John, chapter 17, verse 14 to 19. Now, further to help the church at Corinth, for them to change or for them to realize their worth and position in Christ, Paul presents to them the ultimate message of all in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And this message is what I'm calling today as the message of the cross. Now, through biblical and church history, the cross is known to have been a place or instrument of torture and execution by the Romans. And basically, basically those who were convicted were executed through the cross. Through many, or rather though many were executed through the cross, before and during the time of Jesus, the cross of Jesus overall carried a great significance. Now, before we highlight the great accomplishments of the cross of Christ, I want to share quickly three things in this passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Three things. The first thing I would love to share quickly is the divisions in the church. In verse 10, we've talked about this. The church was in error as their pride led them to value appearance and powerful speaking over the genuine work of the Spirit of God. They walked by the flesh and not by the Spirit, as some among themselves claimed to be either for Paul, Apollos, Peter, or just Christ. Now, Paul admonished them to be united in thought and in purpose. As they allowed these divisions, bitterness, anger, frustration, unforgiveness, and many other forms of ungodliness eminently rose amongst them, and which if we do not realize and avoid as a church today, if we do not realize and avoid these divisions that rise in the church today, we we'll end up having no faith, having no hope, and ultimately having no victory. Then the second thing I'd love to share is a great assignment. Paul said he had a great assignment, and his assignment was, was to preach the good news and not with cleverness of speech for fear that the cross of Christ would lose its power. 
Paul says he carried an assignment to preach the message of the cross, to preach the gospel. And even as today, we have this assignment to preach this gospel for the purpose of the gospel to advance. Here in Africa, we have a great challenge where uh, when it comes to messages that are emptied or preached from the pulpits, these are messages that are full of self-exhortation and many other negative things according to the purpose of God. But we are called as believers, not for anything else. And neither also are we called for endless theological debates or argument, but rather we are called to preach the gospel undiluted. Even in our own lives, by the mercies of God, we are to be models and live as Christ-like believers. We are to, we are called to make a difference and impact the world for Christ. Then the third and last thing I'd love to share from 1 Corinthians 1 is that the, 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 Paul talked about the effectiveness or power of the cross. According to Paul in verse 17, he says, he did not come to preach with cleverness of speech, but in demonstration of the power of the cross. Paul is talking about the message of the cross. He's saying, the world looks at it to be foolishness, but in the foolishness of the world is the wisdom of God. Worldly patterns of thinking at Corinth at that time, a city that was engulfed by the Greek philosophers, exalted human competence and cleverness. Corinth was well known for its rhetorics, whose aim was to convince, persuade, and please the crowds with eloquent words. But Paul came bearing only the message of the cross, which is God's wisdom, because in it, God reveals himself. He reveals himself through the preaching of Christ, who was crucified and resurrected again. And because he lives, there's hope for tomorrow. Now, God turned the wisdom of the world upside down by providing salvation through a crucified man rather than a conquering king. And in my conclusion, if we are to take the world for our God, I want to again go back to what was shared on our WhatsApp uh, group today in Africa. If we are to take the world for God, we need, we need to live a life that is crucified unto the Lord, a life holy and totally given to the Lord in absolute humility and obedience. Being a sacrifice that is pleasing unto the Lord. Paul says in Galatians 2 verse 20, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So as we pray today, some of the things we can think about as we come to this time of prayer, is that by the cross, God accomplished forgiveness for us. Jesus was punished that we might be forgiven. So we need to pray also that many may come to the knowledge of God's forgiveness. There are people today who feel so, um, uh, who, who are so uh, self 
uh, condemning their they are so judgmental over themselves, but they need to realize that God is a God of forgiveness. The second thing is that we see love at the cross. Jesus tested death for us that we might share his life. In John 15, 13, greater love has no one than this, that one laid down his life for his friends. So we need to pray for the church. We need to pray also for the people who are lost, that they may come to the realization of the love, the great love that God has for us through his son, Jesus Christ. Then lastly, the, the cross shows us, or, or at the cross, the newness of life was accomplished for us. In Romans 6, our old man was put to death in him, that the new man may be made alive in us. So we need to pray that we may continue Continuously walk in the newness of life that we have obtained in the Lord Jesus Christ, even as a church. The message of the cross is God demonstrating his love for all humanity through the death of his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ, in whom we have forgiveness and been reconciled back to our God, our Savior, and earnest longing upon our hearts, which must be for multitudes upon multitudes to come to the saving knowledge of Christ and for his church to be revived again. Thank you.